Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. And so over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with your Bible and to fall in love with Jesus. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so incredibly glad to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me today. In August, I am going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to do something called August Answers. And I'm just going to ask a couple of questions, things that I get asked from time to time, answer those questions off the cuff, no notes, and then share a very short journal entry. These episodes are probably going to be somewhere between five and ten minutes long. August is just a bit of a busy month and... um, I was just going to do something a little bit different this month. So I hope that these help you in some way, shape, or form or an encouragement and help you get out your Bible, your journal, and establish a relationship with Jesus. The first question that I'm going to answer is, I'm a young mom. How do I establish or continue the habit of Bible reading and prayer in this season? First of all, I will say I do not have a perfect answer because it is a busy season and you constantly feel pulled on. You constantly feel drug in a million different directions and it is very challenging. I think a lot of times you just feel very tired, like you're treading water and trying to survive. And I know that so many times when you're there, I remember telling my husband, I just feel like a hamster on a wheel. Like I run and run and run and work and work and work and I never get anywhere. I'm just on this cyclical hamster wheel and so trust me I've been there I know that it is challenging I think that this question can have two different aspects first of all maybe you're trying to establish it and it's very very difficult or you've previously had this habit established and you love it and you know how much you need it and you can't quite make it what it used to be in the previous season and so Um, Again, I don't necessarily know that I have the perfect answer, but I would say whichever side you're on, carve out the time in your schedule, fight for it, defend it as best you can. It's not going to look perfect. I know I remember the times sitting on my couch or sitting by my couch and my kids would wake up and I would be like, oh my word, they're interrupting my time with Jesus. And I would just hold them and cry tears on their head and read the Bible to them. It wasn't quite the same, but I was able to teach them and to be an example of that habit. And so don't be afraid for it to look a little bit different than it has previously if you already have the habit established. And if you are trying to establish, don't be afraid to fight for it, to fight for even five minutes. You guys, the Word of God is so powerful and so strong that if all you have time to read is two verses that day, God can strengthen you and give you what you need. In those two verses, some time with him is better than no time with him. And he knows the season. He put you in the season. He gave you these kids 
to nurture, to love, to care for. And when you serve your children, when you serve your husband, when you serve your family, you're serving Jesus. And so it really is just that double-sided coin of carve the time out, fight for it, defend it, be relentless about it, do it as a discipline. And on the other side, give yourself grace when it doesn't look like what you expected it would look like or what you hoped it would look like or what it used to look like. And a lot of this comes down to accepting the season that you're in. You are in this season and it is a beautiful season. And I can say as someone who's on the other side of it, truly the days are long and the years are short. When you have little kids, you feel like you will always have little kids but they will be grown up and you'll be so grateful for where they are in their lives but you'll miss having little kids and so soak up every minute serve your husband serve your children well and carve out time for Jesus but just expect that it's going to look a little different be okay with that give yourself grace and at the same time fight for that time and defend that time. So I hope that's helpful. I know that's not really a perfect answer, but just maybe a little bit of a encouragement to stick with it, fight for it, and at the same time, don't beat yourself up if it's not as much as what you had hoped it would be. Today, I'm going to share an unedited journal entry called Jesus Wept. This is a little baby entry, just a little bit more than one page on a journal. And so this time, Jesus wept. Reading through the eyes of a lion and so moved by it, in the chapter entitled, Turn Off the Dark, Levi Lesko mentions John eleven thirty-five. Jesus wept. And sitting here at a coffee shop, I am moved by that verse in a way I'm not sure I ever have been before. Jesus wept. Jesus, the God of all creation, who had clothed himself in a lowly veil of human flesh, wept. These two simple words form the shortest verse in the Bible, and I think it is short because sometimes all there is to do is weep. Sometimes there are no words for the layers and level of grief this life can bring us. There are moments and seasons where the horrors and realities of loss brutally invade our homes and lives and leave us speechless. We have no words, only tears, only unutterable, intolerable pain that has seemingly ripped our hearts out of our chests and flung them to the ground, still beating. There are no words for that, only weeping, only blazing tears, scalding tears, burning tears. But there is a God who knows. There is a God who has been there. Jesus is a God who will weep with you in the lowest, darkest, deepest moments of pain and sorrow. There is a God who understands. He can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He is not unsympathetic to our condition, to our loss, our grief, our challenges. He is a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. The God who inspired Paul to write, weep with those who weep, led the way. The news of his friend's death and the sight of another friend's tears caused him to weep. If you are facing loss and grief in the myriad ways it enters our lives, just know there is a God who sees, a God who knows, because Jesus wept. He will hold you and he will catch every tear that falls.
just a little thought called Jesus wept. I'm so thankful that we have a God who, like it says in Hebrews, can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He walked this world's roads. He knows the things that we face, the things that we endure. He knows exactly where you are, latitude and longitude, the exact pinpoint where you're at on the map. And he's going to walk with you all the way to heaven, whether it's the mountaintop or whether it's the valley of the shadow of death. He is right there with you. Even if you're a young mom in a busy season folding the millionth load of laundry this week, he's with you. Thank you guys so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's entry, you can visit megunedited.com. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I so look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is unedited. This is for you. Happy Friday and happy August.